0: Open our ears to hear from Jesus. So that's what you tell us, that when Scott would speak, could he actually speak as if he's speaking the words of Jesus? So today, God, could we hear from you as if Jesus was speaking right to us? And, And so, Lord, would you come and speak into the things that are stopping us, that are hindering us, that are blocking us from hearing from you? So, God, have mercy. Amen. Good morning. When the first English explorers arrived at the Australian continent, they came across a very peculiar sight. Giant, furry creatures standing on two feet, hopping around like grasshoppers. They approached the locals, who at the time were Aborigines, and they said, what are these magnificent animals? After some silence, The Aborigines replied by saying, kangaroo. And so, the Australian icon was named. It wasn't until much later, however, so the story goes, that in Aborigines, kangaroo means, I don't understand you. (laughs) You've heard the phrase used to describe something that's difficult to speak about, right? Using an animal. There's an elephant in the room. Nobody should talk about it. We don't talk about it. When it comes to barriers to hearing God, however, maybe it helps for us to talk about it. Maybe they're not elephants in the room. Maybe they're misunderstandings, kangaroos, if you will, misunderstandings that can be overcome when we join together and invite God in. It's good to be with you here today. Over the next 25 minutes, let's evaluate four common barriers to hearing God. We're going to mix between the Bible, which is God's absolute truth to you, just as relevant now as it was when it was written, and also some brief personal stories, some brief exercises, and even some group scripture reading to highlight some of these common barriers. And you may know that Genesis practices the biblical values of both hearing and doing. So be on the lookout for how God is speaking to you and what you can do about it. Does that sound good? Show us your hand if you have read or seen the story, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Did any of you become familiar with the story before you learned that it's actually an allegory for the life, crucifixion, and rising again of Jesus? Right? Like, like I did. But there are many great scenes or different perspectives within that story including Aslan, the lion, who is represented as Jesus. And the characters have an opportunity to interact and ask him questions directly. Sometimes Aslan, King Aslan, responds, but sometimes he says, that story is not for you to know. So would you read Scripture with me, then, related to that, from the Bible, 1 Corinthians? Can we read together? Now... We see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Your first barrier is mystery, right? We need to get used to that. God is God, and you and I are not. But God says, for since the creation of the world is invisible qualities, his eternal power are being made so that people are without excuse. So even then, when you can't understand why something happened, you're still called to believe, to depend on, and to obey God. So we're going to practice an exercise. But first, Pastor Bo is kind enough to start us off in prayer. But would you pray? Can we pray and just enter into this posture with me? Would you now? Dear Jesus, you have created us with a God-shaped hole that can only be filled by you. God, we want to know you. We want to hear your voice, but there are barriers, barriers that can be overcome by you. God, they may be personal, they may be heavy, but we know that your voice is not an admonishment, but it's an invitation to depend on you and rest in you. So speak to us, God draw us closer. Help us to love you with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and in turn to love our neighbors as ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's practice something, stepping into this, if you will, about mystery. Fill in the blanks, if you will, using your story there's some blanks here, but you'll see, see it in just a moment. Look at them, read them out to yourself. This is just between you and God, and pick one that resonates with you. I'm going to take just a couple of minutes, if you will, amongst, just to yourself to try this. And I'll give you an example using my own situation. I don't know why I have to experience sometimes feeling disconnected from God or not hearing his voice, but I will love God anyways. Does that make sense? So pick the one that sticks out to you, just amongst yourself. Take a moment, read that, fill in the blank to yourself and to God. Good. If you could have a time machine, where would be the first place you would visit? Have you asked yourself this question or talked about it amongst friends? If you have, where would you go? Shout it out. Resurrection. Resurrection. Is that a church answer or is that a... a, It's an honest answer. And it's a great answer because don't you sometimes think... If you could have only been there, if you could have witnessed the miracles of Jesus, if you could have talked to him and got to know him directly while he was a man on earth, it would have been easier. It would have been easier to completely follow him. Or would it? Or would it? Because Jesus' own disciples denied him. People even that witnessed his miracles had doubts and walked away. In the the book of Luke... There's a story of a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus who both died. And the rich man from Hades looked up and he saw Lazarus with Abraham. And he cried out to Abraham for relief from his torment. But he was told that it could not happen. So let's pick up this text together from the rich man's perspective and read it together. Will you? He answered, Says Abraham. Then I beg you, I'm sorry, this is the rich man. Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Your second barrier to hearing God is pride, maybe even mixed with a touch of forgetfulness, because our memories of hearing God's voice can be very short sometimes, can they not? And is it okay with you if I just share some personal examples of that? A little over two years ago, I was invited to teach here about doubting God, which is a subject that was very heavy to me. Since then, I have been fully committed to giving, to, to t- trusting God with everything and trying to overcome or hear God's voice. In fact, this own teaching, I feel very strongly, was given to me by God. Many times, and I, I believe it's, it's been a personal, it's transformed my life. And stepping into this has given me what I be, believe strongly is God's purpose in my life. Couldn't be more excited. And amongst that, many times over the last year or so, I have been overcome with emotion, with a very strong sense of hearing God's voice and his presence. It's been absolutely amazing, undoubtedly from God. Then, however, there are also intervals where I think, meh, maybe not. Even last night, as I was contemplating activating this teaching in my own life and sharing with you, I thought, meh, maybe not. So we have this barrier, whether it's pride or forgetfulness that can get in the way that doesn't have to. Many times, if you're like me, I've had an event so powerful that I thought to myself, I'm going to share this with testimony time. Isn't testimony time great? Yet a couple days can go by and you think, nah, that was just a coincidence. Pride, forgetfulness can be a barrier. So if you look back and you cannot see immediately God's voice, look again, look harder. Consider keeping a notebook or a journal of your prayer requests and when you will go back, you will know that God was there all the time and can sustain you. This weekend, Friday marks 26 years of marriage with the love of my life, Laura. (laughs) Praise God. Laura, you may know, has a background as an elementary school teacher. Perhaps that's why she can put up with me so well. But some time ago, I went with Laura with her classroom on a field trip to a museum And at the beginning of this museum tour, the guide gathered all of the students into a room, sat them down, and gave them a bag of swag, if you will, as a welcome invitation. And included in that bag was a pen, one of those simple, cheap pens where you click it to write. You know what I'm talking about, right? The kids then, out of appreciation and fun, and they weren't misbehaving, within just a few seconds started clicking this pen. And it didn't take long that it became so loud, not only could you not hear a word that the guide was saying, you couldn't even hear your own thoughts. I wish you could have been there because it was equal parts maddening and hilarious. Back to the scripture, though. Read this with me. The first one. Be still and know that I am God. Because there are clicking pens, right? This scripture is fantastic, isn't it? And so powerful and so simple. You may know of some scripture meditating and learning devices that Pastor Nate so aptly teaches, for example, where you can focus on particular phrases and see what resonates to you. There's not much here, right? There are no nuances. It's simply... Be still and know, still and know. It's hard to be still, though, isn't it? Your third barrier to hearing God is clicking pens, noise, busyness. Pastor, scholar, and the translator of the the version of the Bible to the message, Eugene Peterson, says, Busyness is an illness of spirit. And you heard Pastor Bo last week talk about the Christian author and philosopher Dallas Willard. He also says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. He continues by saying, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our world today. Recognize then that God designed you uniquely to have ways even amidst your busyness to find rest in Him. But then back to you, what noise, what busyness can you cut out of your life to hear God's voice more clearly? It might be as innocent, innocuous as TV, talk radio, social media, your smartphone, or your schedule to eliminate those clicking pens and hear the voice that God has for you. Have you noticed a resurgence to 1980s rock and roll and popular culture? <laughs> yes, yes. This is a, perhaps a sometimes guilty pleasure of mine because I grew up during that era. If you're familiar with that time, you might even remember controversies or public announcements from parents admonishing families against listening to the dangers of such unhealthy messages. In fact... You may even remember Frank Zappa, John Denver, and Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister testified before Congress. Doesn't that sound like a Saturday Night Live skit? <laughs> my church, amongst many in my youth group during the time, actually held a meeting about this with all of the families and the parents. And they had said the, the rock group KISS, can you picture the logo? Was actually an acronym for Knights in Service of Satan. And then they played music backwards, songs such as The Stairway to Heaven and artists like Ozzy Osbourne and had seemingly satanic messages to them. Scary, scary. Uh, as a result, I'm st- I will still skip over music that has overtly harmful, um, occultish, demonic messages to them, which is fine, but that's not enough. That's not, a- not enough is it? So read this scripture with me, and we'll continue from here if you would. Ready? Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same type of suffering. This can be a difficult subject, right? Your fourth barrier to hearing God is darkness, evil. Your darkness might include music, might include abuse, busyness, or something else. The devil will find something, anything, to tempt you and try to make you feel that God is not with you and take you away from the path that he has for you. But God is calling you towards holiness, a life that is set apart because of what he has done for you and to rest in him. The truth is that God is always there in every moment, bright and dark moments. But the evil one prevents us from seeing. This very moment, there is a battle all around you that you can't see, a battle for your attention, for your worship, for your life, and for your soul by who the Bible calls Satan, or the God of this age. But Ephesians 6 says that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against. There is power in the name of Jesus and a call for you to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. can I share with you just some tools, some easy tools that I've implemented during my journey that have been helpful to me with the hopes that they can support you as well? Next slide, if you will. You may know there are some radio stations that promote a 30-day challenge where you commit to listening to nothing but Christian music for 30 days. Think about it. If you haven't tried this, you will be surprised at what happens because this music is scriptural. It's biblical-based. It's passionate. There cries out to God. And very soon, you will find yourself humming along. When you wake up sleepless, Scripture can fill your brain. You can learn the Bible that way. And you'll also hear yourself singing inadvertently God's praise. Consider it a healthy way of talking to yourself. <laughs> and also, the Bible, right? God wants us to live in the Word that He has for us. And try the free Bible app. If you are, enjoy your your smartphone, your devices, you can even do this on their computer. Free Bible app, and try to bring somebody else into that. During the men's retreat in October, I became friends with Burt Bradley, and we committed at that time to do devotions together using the Bible app from the comfort individually of our own homes and offices. And it's been interesting because we alternate between picking weekly devotions. So I was excited to see the theme that he picks and how God has that message in store for me. This is my screenshot from last week. Check this out. Haven't missed a day, thanks to Bert. Partially thanks to the fact that I knew that I was going to be presenting it today. (laughs) But whatever it takes. We're currently reading the nine lies that most Christians believe. And then a couple of books. Pastor Bo talked a couple weeks ago about Frank Laubach and his commitment or his desire and his success and trying to think of God one minute of every hour, which is daunting. If you're interested in pursuing that, that is one of my biggest interests this year. I would love to connect with you about that. But if that sounds daunting or, or if you're struggling to rest, then consider this other book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, it's Devotion Day by Day by Peter Scalero. What's interesting about it is it's short. On each end of the daily daily devotion, there are two minutes of silence. Two minutes of silence. And when you do this and you realize how hard two minutes of stillness is, you will be reminded of how important this is. We're going to practice that in a moment. There's an African proverb that you might be inspired by that says, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. Elders are going to be available after service today right here to pray for you. So if you long for less resistance, barriers, and hearing from God, if you'd like to share or confess your barrier, then we would love to pray for you. And if God is speaking to you today through this service, don't let it pass. Remember that pride barrier. Also, if you want to connect privately or connect personally at another time, then please don't hesitate to reach out to myself, another elder, or a pastor. There are, however, no bullet points, no particular standard menu for how God is going to reach you. So let's read this next scripture together. Don't set people up as experts over your life. Letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. This brings us back to depending upon God and his voice. So before we close, let's take just a couple of minutes to hear from God. And if you can put the next slide on, Uh okay that one is missing a couple of things. I'm going to read these to you. Excuse me for that. I want you to this is going to be scriptural phrases. Just think of what sticks out to you. Hide your word in my heart. Be still. Pray without ceasing. Don't give up meeting together. Come to me and I will give you rest. Repent then and turn to God. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will free from you. Serve one another humbly in love. Sing to the Lord. Take a moment and think about that and look for, as Pastor Nate would say, something that's non-neutral to you. And then let's practice that stillness and invite God in. And I'll read fragments of that in just a moment. But would you indulge in some stillness? And let's try just a really brief, basic type of Christian meditation. Okay? So I want you just to take a deep, in just a moment, take a deep breath in. And when you finish that inhale, hold it for a moment. At your own pace. And then when you exhale, finish your exhale, long exhale, and then hold that for a moment. Let's practice it at your own pace. You don't have to to mimic each other's breath. Okay, keep trying that if you would. Keep breathing just like that at your own pace. Close your eyes if you're comfortable and invite God in. This is your secret place where God can speak to you amongst the busyness in your day. Think about practicing this. As you're doing this, continue breathing. Listen to me, if you would. Just have fragments of these scriptures related to your barriers and how God might speak to you. And meditate on that. Think about that. Invite God into that. Invite God to respond to you. Hide your word in my heart. Be still. Pray without ceasing. Don't give up meeting together. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Repent, then, and turn to God. Submit yourselves, then, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Serve one another, and sing to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. Your barriers to hearing God don't have to be the elephant in the room, especially with a God that's bigger than that that loves you. These barriers could be simple misunderstandings, kangaroos, if you will, that can be easily wiped away when we share together, and most importantly, when we depend on God and discuss this with God. Pray, read scripture. So if you're feeling excited or non-neutral, and consider stepping into these four barriers to hearing God. Mystery, pride, busyness, evil, maybe even another one that feels more personal to you. It is a privilege and a blessing to be with you here today. God is working in you and in this church and has plans to prosper you not to harm you. Thank you, and may God bless you.